Lunch break. Hey guys, we are back. We're back. Wow, nice glasses, Wes. Oh, thanks. Oh, right wow. into it, huh? <laughs> they look just like my other ones. Where'd you get different. those? Wow, Looks okay. so great. Thanks. Uh, yes, these are my new glasses. And to everybody listening in on the podcast, Wes is wearing these brand new glasses. You can't see them, but they are new. Yes, thank you guys. And wow. they're custom. We're eating Panda Express, our good friends at Panda. Um, we're not eating our friends, we're eating the food. <laughs> yeah, so this past weekend was a really exciting event. Uh, it was the launch of my Jin's uh, Wesley Chan collab frames, iframes. Thank you. You guys were all there. Thanks, guys. We yeah. see you. Yeah. See you. I've been talking about this collab to a few people for like over a year, and it finally happened. So now we're officially all wearing different frames. Yes. Because in the comments, people are always like, Chris and Wes and Benson, you guys wearing the same frames? My, my frames were different. Now we're wearing different ones. Yeah. But Chris and Wes had the same frames. Yeah. But yeah, the event was just to celebrate the launch. It was like a year and a half in the making. Basically, Jin's uh, an eyewear company. It's like a 30-year-old eyewear company in Japan. They just started branching out into the States. Um, actually, the marketing director at the time, who's now the creative director, is a fan of Wang Fu. And uh, we did a lunch break. Uh, previously, and that's where you first got your glasses. Yeah. I didn't have glasses my entire life yeah. until that lunch break. And I feel like you've <laughs> kind of gotten used to it. Like, yeah, you you see the benefit, right? You see, I see, I see the bend, the bend benefit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Jen, where's your glasses? You didn't get the memo. They're on my eyeballs. Oh. They're called contacts. Mm. Ooh. I'm not, I'm not good with that kind of contact. Like, I can't put stuff in my eye. Oh really? Yeah, never done contacts. Changes your life. And not in a good way, always. People, I, eyes I drying contacts. out, and, and if I just, you're not, if you're smart about it, you know you won't get them lost in your <laughs> eyes. They won't have a bacteria growing on your eye. That just that's, that's scary. If you're, that's if you're irresponsible. But you know, okay. things will grow in your eyeball. But if you take, <laughs> but we, if you take them out and clean them, you look, live I can also life. do that. Take them out. You and live clean a good them. life. Can you see peripherally? Ooh. Um, but we all know that glasses <laughs> is more fashionable. Unless you have beautiful eyes already. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> Our muddy brown eyes. <laughs> we actually worked with Jens before on lunch break, mm -hmm. and also we shot a scene in Yappy at their store. So it was kind of like an ongoing relationship, and then when they started this collaboration thing for a design for a completely new frame, they asked me if I wanted to do it, and I was like, yes, I want to do it. And we did it. It took a long time. Mm -hmm. But it was cool working with like a international company that has you know the resources to really make anything mm -hmm. and also I got to have a hand at basically everything that was involved the packaging the in-store display the event the look and feel um, just to have everything kind of cohere and mm -hmm. I think you guys you guys know me it was very Wes yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah these are the frames you can't really tell but they're based off my old frame they're matte black they're metal spring-loaded hinges it's a completely new silhouette and then all like the, the other stuff I made too you guys can check it out I'll put a link but I'm very proud of this. It's my baby. And then I guess the coolest part is like this whole thing. Show like it, show the, the, it, show it. You know, like that so, so to everybody on the podcast, Wes just, I just put on the sunglass attachment. Yes, it comes with two, a chrome and a sapphire. All right, there it is, okay. Yeah, can your contacts do that, Jen? Yeah, no. Now I can wear your regular sunglasses. Damn, she's right. <laughs> sunglass <laughs> contacts? 
It looks scary, probably. But that's not the first thing you've designed, right? You've been a designer for a long time. For Wong Fu, yes. Design has always been fun, um, but I've had definitely like a, a bad case of imposter syndrome. Like, I didn't go to design school. I, I don't think I can call myself a designer. But I, you're the Wesley Chan. It's because no, Wesley Chan was taken, so I had to take the Wesley Chan. I know, I know what that feeling is. Right? It's yeah. like, and, and you have all these friends that like actually did go to design school or art school, and it's like, no, they're a designer, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I still struggle with that, but I think in the end, I really tried my best and I cared a lot about it, and I think that shows. Yeah, design stuff for Wang Fu, still, back then. I had a little bit of stuff with like apparel, base gray. It's always been fun. It's always been like kind of on the side because I have to take my time with it or else it won't be how I want. But yeah, I think it's really cool that you did this whole project by yourself outside of work, you know, that we're able to like pursue these other passions. That's totally unrelated to, you know, like Wong Fu YouTube film life. Basically, what do you guys do outside of work? Mm. <laughs> what are y'all pursuing? Our outside of work creative outlets. Yes. Yeah. Because I think one of the most frequently asked questions is what do you guys do Just outside the up. office or for fun? Mm. And I think that question is like two part. The first part is what do you do to kind of get away from this, like to unwind? In that sense, I think we're pretty normal. Mm. We hang out with friends, watch movies. Mm. Uh, recharge on our own, like self-care time, just to recharge. But then I think as creatives, we stay creative, mm -hmm. even outside the office. And that can either be like a completely different thing, like music or something, or it's just the same skills applied to a new project mm -hmm. that's very personal, right? So what do we do outside of work? We do more work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jen, what do you do outside of work? I feel like you got the hustle going with the um, artwork. Kind of like what Wes said, I feel like, yeah, what I do outside of work kind of intertwines mm -hmm. with what I do here. So I'm like, I continue with my design work, but I'm doing more like, I guess, commission projects with people, like doing like brand packages, logo design. Mm. There's that, there's like digital, and mm. then there's like random projects, like, oh, like a wedding sign. It's more hands-on, I would mm. say. So yeah, more like a visual thing, mm -hmm. um, but it, it spreads into, I guess, many categories. Mm -hmm. You started off just doing like doodles and things for yourself and then like yes. eventually, you know, people started taking notice and started hiring you for like your mural, I, right? Yeah, I feel like that was always a thing I've been doing since college. Mm -hmm. I've always been like seeking out those um, opportunities mm -hmm. to expand my skill set. I guess, yeah, like doing mm -hmm. murals, I did wedding signs and stuff. Like, it's all like not really related, but it's all helping me gain different skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but on the side, I like at home, I like journaling. And that's not like the typical journaling you think of like, I'm writing out my feelings of today. You Wait, know, that's not what just, you do? Not just writing, it's the new thing of today is like bullet journaling and some other stuff like a mixture of like scrapbooking, sketchbooking which I have right here with me today. Ooh. Amazing. <laughs> Jen's like the notebook connoisseur. Yes. Didn't I you go to Japan and like make your own notebook? I did. Hmm. And I bought like 50 pens. Do you ever get to the end of a notebook? No. Oh, really? Wait, you don't what? go all the way You're through? You're a true notebook connoisseur if you have a pile of notebooks back home that are empty and never touched because oh. they're too beautiful to ruin. I don't, I don't think I've ever gotten to the end of yeah, a notebook. Yeah, me either. I have a ton that were just like freebies in like a swag bag, like those notebooks. Uh, the way my mind is, like I have to compartmentalize and like each notebook has have its own purpose. Mm -hmm. But sometimes mm. that purpose doesn't like fill up a notebook. So I mm. feel wasted, but I can't keep using it for a new purpose. Mm. Mm. I think that's just how I'm as a person. But hopefully like things like this, like bullet journal, it's like a productivity system. 
So actually, it's been helping me like be creative, but also be productive. Mm -hmm. oh. So things like I'm able to write out my to-do list for the days and prepare for the future, but I'm also like able to integrate like layouts and like stuff. So it's two things: it's creative and it's being more like analytical. And mm. So that's what makes like bullet journaling like specific. A lot of people use it for the creative aspect because mm. it's like outlet, like to be like, yeah. how am I gonna make this layout? What theme should I make mm. it? Like that. But for me, I'm. Trying to focus more on the productivity because I have mm. too much to do. Yeah, but then, yeah, yeah. do you spend too much time like trying to design the layout, layout, and there then your productivity just? I have I have toned it back a lot <laughs> <laughs> in order to be productive because, ironically, you become unproductive. Mm. But when you first started out, it wasn't like I want to have a side hustle. It was like I like lettering, mm. I like scrapbooking. These things I like, and then opportunities came from that, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. So it was like a general interest that you were developing on your own outside of work and then as you got better at it people took notice and and that's how the stuff came about right that's like the most fulfilling thing when you work on yourself and it, it pays off and people literally yeah <laughs> i mean it pays off because you create something that you wanted you get to share it with people and they like it too like you're you're driven by your passion versus like the monetary side mm -hmm. yeah 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 I think the hardest part though with the hands-on like art stuff, there's so many categories that I feel like I didn't know where to focus on. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, there's drawing, there's painting, there's mm -hmm. like journaling, mm. um, like stationary. Or like right? digital versus like digital, physical yeah. art, right? Yeah, and I, I feel like I'm doing all of it and I'm having fun with it, but it's hard to be like, this is my thing. Like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to get to that point where you're like, this is my thing, because we have a lot of things. Speaking of designs, we have a new Remodel Minority shirt. It's not this one. It's not this one, but it's a white shirt with blue Remodel Minority. Different colorway. Yeah. <laughs> um, this shirt was like super popular. Uh, you guys really resonated with the message. Check this shirt out on uh, wongfustore.com mm. and all the designs there are made by either Jen or myself. So, you know, when we're not doing that stuff outside the office, we're doing this stuff <laughs> or other stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, it all helps, so thanks guys. I think my entire wardrobe is you guys' designs I, now. I could use some socks. Like I'm, I'm running, like my socks are kind of starting to go. If we can get some Wangfu socks, that'd be I'll great. I'll think about it. You yeah. can do that. All right, Benson, what do you do? I think what probably what you guys would probably first like associate me with is probably like woodworking. I think that was something that I like made videos about and things like that. but. I think looking back, it was like very much not really out of like necessity, but like the first thing was like, oh, I just wanted to make my own Apple boxes. Mm -hmm. And then so like everything was kind of a step to get to that point. So like to make Apple boxes, like, oh, OK, I need like oh, a surface, a workbench. Right. I made a workbench and then. Uh, so to make the Apple box, <laughs> you had to make a workbench? Yeah. So the workbench was actually the first thing you made? I think so. That was one of my first projects. Like completely out of yeah. scrap. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. really good. So like, like the I, four legs all were even and mm -hmm. wow. yeah. it's, it's so actually hard to I had this think. this door that was like gonna be thrown away like on the set and then I just took it home because like, yeah I used it as like a desk surface and like oh I could make this into like a workbench. Mm. And, uh, moved into a place with like a garage and it had like enough space for me to like kind of explore that because I've always liked you know working with my hands and like doing physical things. Mm -hmm. but it's also tough because it's like really like physically demanding too. So like I've I been, feel like you like that. I do. I like that. I like expending energy because mm -hmm. I feel like sitting in front of like a computer too long, like kind of makes me go crazy. But then like actually using my body and like yeah. I, I enjoy that kind of the physicality. creativity. Yeah. The so same with like lighting and, and things like that. I like mm -hmm. to, like gripping. Yeah. You'd make my dad very happy. He's he's a woodworker too, so I should learn some stuff from you. 
Do you know joinery too? Like, I don't. So like I, I'm like a very like low level, very basic carpenter. Like, eh, it's no. better than most. I mean, we we saw what you can make, Benson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Jen. It, it's all about like having a vision. I think a lot of like creatives they know what they want to make, but then it's like the how. They is get lost where in between. I, I enjoy it the most. Say like for this example, like having okay, this is what it's gonna look like, and then I I love the process of like okay, let's figure it out, and like how is that mm. actually gonna happen? Nice. Chris, what about you? I, I feel like I, I try and do like a few different things. More like I like to keep my mind like on a lot of different creative outlets. I try and do obviously film related, so like obviously lighting and, and camera work. But then in terms of like what you were talking about, like things that are unrelated to what I do here. So I've been doing design stuff. I've been trying to start a clothing line, mm-hmm. personal, personal project. Yeah, I think it grew out of the fact that I used to make t-shirts and hoodies back in high school for a few years. And so like, I've always wanted to at least channel that creative cool. uh, creativity in that, in that direction. That's kind of like where I've been kind of exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it comes out. Still working on yeah. it. Yeah. I remember when I started my base grade stuff, you were like pretty interested. Mm. And uh, you knew your stuff about like the types of print and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, Chris, very good. <laughs> I, I imagine you just go home and you just like soak in as much knowledge as possible. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> your creative outlet is actually a creative input. You just soak in everything. And you also do like web design too. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you designed our website. Oh, you're yeah, also yeah. working on Bopomofo's Bopo website. Mofo's yeah. website. You're very yeah. humble, Christian. You do a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I used to draw a lot and I used to explore that kind of creativity, even before like, I got into filmmaking. But I recently realized that through the design process, I hit a roadblock when I realized that, oh, I don't doodle enough. Mm. So mm. it's like, oh, my drawing skills are kind of a little whack. We should all, we, there should be a, a doodle break at Wangfu where we just doodle, you know? It's like me every day. <laughs> <laughs> like your drawing skills, like, should improve the more you doodle. <laughs> no, that is the thing. Practice makes perfect. Like yeah. you can't just be like, I think I'm gonna be better yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Brain blast. Like if you draw a horse a hundred times, I think the hundredth horse will be decent. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> if if you're actually looking at a real horse, if you're just from your head every time, no, it, it should be better. Or what if you like you don't know what a horse looks exactly. like? Exactly. Oh yeah, that, that's <laughs> you just or, have to guess. <laughs> Which, well, would you say that the hardest part is then like? finding time to even do that, you know? Because like you're saying, like you wish you could practice, but it's like, it's hard to prioritize that. Like you, you can doodle as a de-stressor. Right. Right, I, I don't know if I have that intrinsic like mm. compulsion to. Right, to, or when you um, go into it, it's more like more like you, brain power because yeah, I have yeah. to think about what I'm yeah, drawing yeah, yeah. versus like just freehand, like let's just mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Well, I, I guess like usually I have like a vision for it. And Ooh. I mean, another factor that kind of ruins that the intrinsic like motivation is that like I will be posting on social. Mm-hmm. So then I think that factor makes me feel like I have to finish this by tonight, by mm. tomorrow morning so I can shoot in. Like, oh. you know, so I think that kind of ruins it sometimes for that me. That removes where, the organic Like the funness yeah. to mm-hmm. it. Um, like at first it's fun, but then afterwards I, I feel like I'm making it work again. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like a project versus like, oh, this was like just a de-stressor. Yeah. Or sometimes like maybe you, I am just de-stressing and it's like, this looks good. I want to post it. Right, so it bleeds into each other. Yeah, it goes from being like your own thing to to once you post it online, right? It mm-hmm. becomes the audience or the viewers like yeah. thing, right? That's also that also brings up a good point of like creative block. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you guys deal with that? Like, I I feel like Jen, you're like always making something that I'm like, 
but then I feel like you reach a creative block like a lot more than mm. say like reach it or overcome it or overcome it as well, right? I don't know how to overcome it. <laughs> Do you face it a lot? One of the things I've told myself if creative blocks mm -hmm. um, is they're gonna happen. Like you can't expect the idea to be free flowing all the way. And if it does, you have to ask yourself, well, maybe because I didn't question it enough. Maybe I, didn't, I can make it actually better if I thought about it more. Mm. And if, whenever I come to a block, I don't get upset right away. Or I don't get frustrated because these are expected. And it's like, that, that's the challenge. You're trying to figure something out. You're trying to get to a vision. And if you just kind of like take a step away, you'll actually realize like that block was actually more like a, a speed boost or it was a chance for you to like take a different direction just to see and then maybe come back. Like those mm. things are, are actually uh, opportunities to update the design or, or to expand. I think. That's funny how you said, am I not asking enough questions? I'm the opposite. Like I have to become very conscious of like, I'm thinking too much. I'm asking too many questions of myself and I'm getting overwhelmed. That's why I get into like an art block. Mm. I don't like think I'm like, I have nothing in my brain. It's just like, mm -hmm. there's too much in my brain and I can't oh, put it down. So uh, then yeah, I, for I me, yeah, stepping away is the best option mm -hmm. because then you can get clarity of the situation. Like, let's say it's something visual, mm -hmm. like I'm on Illustrator, right? Like, if I close it, it's like 3 a.m. I think like, okay, my brain's kind of crazy right now. It's late, I should sleep. Mm. If I come back to it 24 hours later, I'm like, this is actually pretty good. Like, you know, like, whereas in the moment, I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> I, I love that you feeling know? when you take a step like, away. You come back, you're like, Okay. All right, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> like you wake up, yeah. like you wake up and then you open it. Oh, yeah, yeah I read that. Yeah, oh, I read that. <laughs> <laughs> That's me every day. I feel like I relate more to like the having nothing in my brain. Mm, okay. I think my problem is like I always like I think of something right, and then I get to the point like oh somebody else has already done that, oh. and that just kind of kills my motivation. Like That's oh it's already been too. done, so then um, like in I what like, way though? Like if it's a design or if it's like a I don't know a short like a sketch mm -hmm. like right just thinking of a sketch. Like I'll think it's a great idea and then, oh, that sounds a lot like yeah. this and then that'll just kind of stop me in my tracks there. So like figuring out how to make things my own too is, yeah. is a real hard hurdle for me to get over. I, I totally relate. Um, and I think just getting, getting something on paper or getting that idea out regardless if you've seen it or not, regardless of how similar it's to that other thing, like just getting it out so that you can make it yours is actually mm. first step. Like just put something on paper. And I'm, I'm not the best at that for sure. But then realizing that, hey, this is all just part of the process. I'm not going to reach my final thing, you know, on my first go. It's going to be iterations and, and um, edits all, like, all over the place. Mm. I mean, going back to what you were saying, like the challenge of like any kind of um, creative outlet, we're the first ones to stop ourselves, I think, because there's mm -hmm. doubt and there's like insecurities. That's why I think the worst thing is like being on your phone or any kind of social when you're trying to be creative. Mm -hmm. um, like just put this away. Because yeah. that, that shouldn't be in the equation when you're like trying to create something. You can address that stuff later. Mm. There's also like the factor of just time itself, right? Yes. Like, My enemy. <laughs> <laughs> like get home from work, how do I even have time or energy right. to approach something new? Yeah. Like I've been wanting to like get back into, you know, woodworking and making things. Mm -hmm. But then it's like one, the time, and then it's also like 90 degrees out every day mm -hmm. for the last month. Yes. So like, I don't want to spend hours outside trying to like make something. As soon as it starts cooling down, I promise you guys, I'll, I'll try to make something. Cool. That isn't something you would do at nighttime either, right? Like, yeah, I can't. Danger. Like I can't run a table saw at night, you know. Right. Like, with the neighborhood like, asleep and all that. Same. So you have like an ideal time you like working yeah. on like side stuff. Yeah. I imagine it being like 
like a Sunday late morning yeah. kind of that thing. Is me yeah. too. Like yeah. I like weekend that like 12 p.m. to mm. 2 p.m. Mm. section. But you know that's usually like where I work and stuff like that. So, mm. so that's usually on the weekends, and I I feel like that's such a small pocket of time. Mm. It makes me sad. So I squeeze that in at nighttime. When mm. after work, right? I'm always up to like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., working on these things. Wow. Can't keep that up, yeah. Jen. <laughs> oh, wow. You said, uh-huh. I passed out way before that. <laughs> it, it is tough, though, especially with people that are at 9 to 5s and they're trying to do something on their own. But in the end, like that side hustle or whatever you want to call it, having that story is going to make it all the more meaningful, too. You know, like I was doing that as I had this job and like, the passion should get you through that, um, but it doesn't always come as like quickly as people say. I think it is really tough to find that balance. Mm-hmm. Usually for me, if, if I'm going to work on something that's for myself or I'm g- really going to invest a lot of creative energy into, if I don't want to do it, like if I'm not in the mood to do it, I just don't do it. Yes, I think that's important, like learning how to say no yeah. to a project because I think, I, I'm sure that people like go up, will go up to and be like, can you do this for me? Can you shoot this? Or can mm. you design this? Whatever, right? And it's like, ooh, that sounds really good. But from my schedule, mm. can I fit that in? And I think that's hard to well, even, say no to. Even before like the client stuff uh, about turning down jobs, I think it's just like, when you look back on that experience of whatever you made, you want to have a good feeling that mm. came from that. Not like, I, I rushed and uh, I had to like sacrifice all this mm. stuff. And I wasn't in a good mood, but I got it done. Like, that's great and all. But you want to think back and be like, yeah, I really, I worked on it when I felt best about it. Mm. And I think that creates the best, best project. Obviously, you have to take into account like deadlines and stuff. But um, listen to how you feel. I think it actually really affects the final product. So even though I'm saying like, oh, like I stayed up to three or four, I'm not, you shouldn't value that. Because I, I know a lot of people kind of, they use that as a thing to show off about. Like, mm-hmm. I, I hustle hard, you know, mm-hmm. like, I woke up really mm-hmm. early this morning to yeah. like, work on my project before going to my full-time job. It's like, we're not sleeping, we're not yeah. like, eating well. Like, that isn't something to like, yeah, show off. And smart. I feel like that's something I'm trying to learn myself, yeah. to, like self-care, you know? It's, it's like, definitely a choice. Yeah. Right, yeah. One way that we can stay motivated is like, ask each other, like, oh, what are you working on? Because I think that's really cool. Like, I'd love to know more about your apparel. Sometimes I ask Benson what he's building and stuff. It's like little reminders like this mm-hmm. kind of help you uh, keep track and not really like be accountable, but just be like, that interest is enough to keep that spark going, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Reading, actually. I do read. I do look at a lot of books or like, I guess Instagram has kind of turned into what if you had like a collection of books to like go through it for inspiration. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll follow like photography and like graphic designers and things that kind of that I gravitate towards. Yeah. I did say earlier that social media is like a deterrent in terms of like finding your idea, but it's great for inspiration. If you can separate it from mm. distraction or distraction, like mm-hmm. if you can stop comparing and be like, that's a great starting point for me to try this other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very hard to separate those things, I think, especially when you have it in your head already, then the whole time you're gonna be fighting like that thing you first saw. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like technology these days, there's so much inspiration. There's so much good stuff that people are making. And uh, it'd be a shame if we're not inspired by all of it. Wow, that was actually a really good creative talk in general. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was gonna be more about like creative outlets and stuff. But that, I think just the approach on how to make something and how to take care of yourself while doing it, those are some tips mm-hmm. from your friends at Wong Fu. It's definitely got me thinking about the next thing. Oh, yeah? Ooh, what, is, what is it? 
I'm not telling you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, show I, me. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm the type of person. I like to create the thing, create the video, create the, the project, and then share it. Uh-huh. Like, if I'm on the progress, then I feel like I'm more likely to like quit it. Huh. Oh. Mm. You're like eye on the prize kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But what if you, need, you don't need input from other people? No. <laughs> nope. Confidence is key. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a way to stay motivated. It's like just having, visualizing your goal and not really being affected by anything else. Other people are like kind of constantly need that interaction to like carve out that idea. So Jen was uh, offering some of her prints and uh, crafts things that she was making. Yeah, um, selling those. Yeah. It, I mean, it is tough because to manage like the e-commerce side, but also do the the artwork too. It, it's the a lot. art, the business, yes, yeah. the shipping, the, yeah, the marketing, the the taxes. Oh god. Yeah. So, so it's a lot to handle, but I think people will be patiently waiting for that. Mm-hmm. When can we expect the new launch? <laughs> the new JD Lay. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see, guys. Things will be happening. All right, and then Benson has some kind of secret project he's talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Probably more Apple boxes. I have two already. They're great. No, not Apple boxes. That was <laughs> that <laughs> took a long time. <laughs> Something else. Something else. And then Chris, we're excited to hear yeah. about whatever you're developing, but no rush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No rush. Like I said, these frames—they're called the iFrames. Mm-hmm. Stand for Enhance Your Evolution, which is basically fancy way of saying. Embrace and help you see. celebrate how you're going to change in life and what challenges you come across. These are available now at jins.com. Uh, Links, everything down there. And uh, hopefully you guys take this advice and go make something awesome. And also, we have a little announcement. This is actually going to be our last podcast uh, for the time being. Mm-hmm. We're going to redirect some energy to some other projects. But thank you guys so much for listening. You know what? This is my first podcast. So this Lunch Break podcast was really special to me, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We're not gone forever, but just for now. So thanks again. And if you guys do enjoy this podcast, uh, make sure to leave a comment and let us know if we should uh, bring it back. Yep. We also have a Patreon page with really cool perks like merch discounts, mm-hmm. meetups, and whatnot. And we also have a store, wangfustore.com, to get cool merch like this. Yep. Thanks, guys.